Blog Talk Radio. Call us on 914-803-4306. 
got an opinion, or just want to say hello to the crew, hello, you know what to do. Call 914-803-4306. If you just want to listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the banner in the upper right corner. But if you want to talk to the crew, you need to call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It's nothing but fun and a pillow fight every Friday night at the Pajama Party. And remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Bartender, another round for the house. Thank you, darling. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir. And happy Friday. And uh, Mr. Lowe. Yeah, you know what time it is. Let's get it in. Okay. All right, it's time for the hot topics. What you got for us tonight, Papa Didi? Uh, looks like the first topic is the Army discharges more than 500 skilled immigrant enlistees in one year. Mm-mm-mm. Say it That's ain't amazing. so. Over the course of 12 months, the U.S. Army, and let's add this, this this current administration, which is responsible for that, over the course of 12 months, the U.S. Army discharged more than 500 hmm. immigrant and less dependencies who were recruited across the globe for their uh, language and medical skills and promised to fast track the citizenship in exchange for their service, the Associated, Associated Press has found. The decade old uh, military uh, assessed. Uh, Vital to the National Interest Recruiting Program, which is uh, also named Marvin, Marvin, mm-hmm. was put on hold in 2016 amidst concern that immigrant recruits were not being screened sufficiently. The Army began uh, booting out those enlistees last year without explanation, just kicking them out. More than a dozen recruits were uh, interviewed from countries such as Brazil, Pakistan, Iran, China. And uh, uh, who all said that they were uh, devastated by their unexpected discharge or canceled contracts. Wow. And to now, it's been unclear how many were discharged and for what reason, because the Army has refused to discuss the specifics with them. The list of which was uh, unsealed this week after a request from the Associated Press offers a refusal to enlist uh, as a reason for expanding two-thirds of the re- for extracting two-thirds of recruits. All right. That is the reason given for 35% of enlistees discharged Army-wide, according to a recent uh, research study posted on the Department of Defense website. Now, it uh, looks like 22% of the discharged immigrants were told that their entry-level performance and conduct was subpar. Uh, and uh, the Pentagon spokesman, her name is Claire Gleason, said that they, uh, this also includes some of them have the injuries that they want to get uh, disability for, that they're not eligible for, because they weren't citizens in the beginning. Yeah. Um, they were promised stuff. Yeah, but um, 10% or 48 service members were listed as being discharged because of unfavorable security screening. This uh, can include having family members in another country, which is uh, typically for immigrants, 
or yeah, military. they're immigrants. Of course, they have family members in other countries. Or the military not uh, complying, competing all, completing all the screening for a reasonable within a reasonable period. Let's see. There were three uh, discharges for personal problems. Two were having an encounter with police after enlisting. One due to pregnancy. Really, another, pregnancy. And another uh, citing um, insufficient education. Mm-mm-mm. Two declined to ship to boot camp. The list said the two enlistees were discharged without explanation unknown, which the Defense Department said it could not explain either. All the enlistees had uh, committed to active duty or reserves. Many have been regularly drilled and trained with their recruiters in preparation for boot camp, but as they approached the time to go to boot camp, they were discharged from the Army. So they're just... These old immigrants. Yeah, these are all immigrants. They promised some things, and all of a sudden, Trump's uh, administration said, "Let's just let's just confuse the hell out of them and get rid of them at the same time." So, this uh, is part of the war on immigrants. Yeah, it, it, it got to be because you go five hundred in one year. That, that's 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 a lot. You know, well, it's twelve months in a year, so you know, uh, it's still a lot. What's twelve months divided into five hundred? That's about. Yeah, that's still too. That's many. about forty, forty something immigrants per month. You know, they getting, you know. But I mean, for the stuff they've cited, are you telling me that U.S. citizens have not had run-ins with the law, or mm-hmm. lacking education, or got pregnant? U.S. citizens. But you singling out, singling out the. What's so crazy is that they always say, even you know, back in the day, you already know that all the, you know, the talking point is, you know. This this America was built on the backs of immigrants, and mm-hmm. you know we're 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 you know we're a country of, of immigrants, and you know and this yeah, administration we've never had, you know we've never had this many this, this many uh, this type of war on immigrants. That, you know they 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 built this you know I ain't gonna you know we all a part of it, but it's crazy. That that's know? a crock of crap. It's crazy. Because if they made promises to these people, enlist, give us your time, your blood, sweat, tears do all this, and this is a path to getting your citizenship. So people say, okay, I will serve Uncle Sam if it means that I'm going to come out of this with skills and whatever. And they brought skills. It's not like yeah. these were unskilled yeah. immigrants. Yeah, these were skilled immigrants, yeah. Right. These were people who had medical and technical knowledge, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So these weren't folks who were just hanging around on the corner with nothing else to do. I, that, that's that's a mess. They just got to stop this stuff. And then they're acting like, well, we don't know. Uh, no, that's not what it was. They had issues. That's why we had to kick them out. Yeah. They have any issues? Yeah, they, they America can't be be built on like a like a like a nationalist type of American only. You know, because most most of these most of these older guys and everything like that, their parents and everything are immigrants. You know exactly. You know, they're family immigrants, and now all of a sudden, you know. Forty-five is married to an immigrant. Yeah, yeah. His previous wife was an immigrant. Yeah. So I mean, come on. Now we're going to go after the immigrants. And I can understand, like in this in this case, we're talking about skilled immigrants. We're not even talking about people where you got to teach them how to do this and do that. They're coming with skills. Exactly. They're coming with skills. Especially medical skills. Come on. Yeah, yeah, you got. How do you not want that? You know, and then not only that, mechanical skills. Yeah. You know, uh, IT skills, all kind of stuff. You know, uh, they did wrong for that. Yeah, that, that that's. Well, I'm putting Department of Defense on the kiss it list for that mess. Yeah, that, that that's not that's that's not cool. That's yeah, definitely not cool. All right, we'll move on. I got another foolishness. 
White woman called cops on a black man babysitting two white kids. Uh oh. This is a story of babysitting while black. That's how I saw it. Yeah, another one. <laughs> black man in Cobb County, Georgia. Yeah. Says a woman followed and harassed him when he was babysitting two white children. Mm-hmm. The woman apparently called police after seeing him with the kids, and the man, whose name is Corey Lewis, documented the whole thing on Facebook Live. He didn't say the ethnicity of the woman, but we later found out she was a white woman. She heard the footsteps. There you go. So she, he says on the video on Facebook Live, I am being harassed because I'm with two kids that don't look like me. He filmed the whole thing. One of the kids was a boy, the other's a girl. I believe they were like 12, 12 yeah, and 10 or 12 and 6, something like that. Yeah, they were kids. And he they were in the him. back seat of the car. So then he flipped the camera to show a nearby vehicle. And he says, this lady across the street has asked to see the little girl that I'm with so she could ask her if she knows who I am. So now she wants to, this is a stranger, she wants to interrogate the child in the backseat to ask her, do you know who this man is? Oh, wow. To make sure that there's nothing funny. Who was the little girl? The little girl was white in the back? Yeah. He was babysitting the brother and sister. They happened to be white. And this white lady was him and seeing these these little charming, little precious white children uh, with a black man like, oh, this can't be right. So she's harassing and following him. And then she wants to ask the children, do you know this man? So uh, then she followed him into Walmart. So, oh, God. She followed him to the store. She followed him to the Walmart. Oh, he's just trying to get a couple goods. Now, this guy, Corey Lewis, is a youth development specialist who runs his own organization providing enrichment to socially challenged young people. His base uh, business is based in Marietta, Georgia, and it's called Inspired by Lewis. Right he provides group classes and camp programs wow. to teach life skills, self-awareness, and empowerment to young people. Sounds like an honest man. Yeah, that's what he does. That a boy who was with him in the backseat, a little precious white boy, is one of his enrollees in his program. Oh, God. Now, the girl is the little boy's older sister. And their parents, David Parker and Dana Mango, told CBS that they had arranged for Lewis to babysit their kids weeks ago. Mm. This was already planned in advance weeks ago. So then he posted a second video where you could see the officer pulling up on him because now Miss Nosy has called the cop. Yes, he's a creep. So now the cop comes up and asks him to explain what's going on. So Mr. Lewis said, I got two kids that I'm babysitting. The woman then starts talking about, are the kids okay? Oh, why would, okay. And he's like, why wouldn't they be okay? Nobody's yelling. Nobody's, nobody's screaming. crying. Nobody's screaming. Nobody's trying to run away. Nobody's trying to get away. So the video shows the officer asking to speak to the kids. And the kids told the officer, he's babysitting us. So the kids told him? Yes. <laughs> the kids told the officer. Hey, officer. He's babysitting us. Hey, yeah. But then the officer asked the kids, are you all okay? And they said, yeah. Why wouldn't we so be? Mr. Lewis explained his business, inspired by Lewis, and then an unidentified woman walked over into the frame of the video and vouched for Mr. Lewis and said, yeah, this is his life work. It's what he does. I know who he is. Wow. So then the police officer let him go with the kids, and later on when the kids called their parents, they were, like, in disbelief. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Is, is this what why? Why? Why, why did they do this to us? This isn't happening to us. There you go. So Mr. Lewis said, 
I mean, the parents said, are you saying that because there's an African-American male driving my two white kids that he was stopped and pulled over and questioned? And he said, I'm sorry, ma'am, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what he told the parents, the, the black guy, Mr. Uh, Corey, Mr. Lewis, rather. So he was babysitting while black. Right. And the parents even said, the white parents said, this is a case of BWB, babysitting while black. They believe this is the reason why the woman called the cops on Lewis in the first place. And the parents even said, I can't believe that this woman thinks she was trying to protect my children when they were in no signs of danger. No sign, No, no sign, obvious no, signs of danger. They're yeah. laughing and playing and having a good time in the back. I think they were playing pity, but I know the game they was playing. Oh, know. did you? Oh, you saw them, huh? Well, I just heard about it. Well, the kids did say that they had a fun day. Yeah. He even got a ice cream with two with the sprinkles. They were cool. The other guy liked chocolate. They said we had a good time, but Mr. Corey Lewis had to get harassed just because he was black and the kids were white. And, and then happened, they put the trauma through the kids. This happened too, right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, now, which goes to show you that even though Atlanta is black as it may be, mm-hmm. and as hip as it may be, and as hot Atlanta as it may be, hip hop and everything, your ass is still in the south. Okay, so you may think that you're protected by all that Atlanta and all this black glory, but you turn down the wrong street, your ass is still in the South. No disrespect to the South, but the South just ain't my thing. I mean, this could have happened anywhere, but the South is the South, man. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, you know. It's rough, man, you know, to get... <laughs> I just don't like when people blindly act like they don't see what's going no, on. No, like, business, you know. I mean, uh, you uh, can't. Uh, that's beyond being a good Samaritan or that's beyond. Yeah, that's not. That situation in reverse when you be in places and see white yeah. women with black children. I don't know. I, I don't know any situations or, where, you know, the, you'll have a you have a, a, a white driver and then they got two black kids in the back. And they say, oh, let's call the cops because he's probably kidnapping these black children. You well, know, people are pre- preoccupied with their own lives. They ain't got the time to focus on the crap, you know. People just taking ownership of other people's lives and, and still trying to manifest that racism to a strong yeah, I mean, degree. It wasn't like, it wasn't like uh, he was driving in some type of big white van with small windows and all he saw was handprints and, and things and on the windows. Right. And, you know, you, you saw some hands coming up yeah, in the you glass, saw like hands on the glass, and, you know. Yeah, you, saw, you saw somebody. And I can understand. Blow breath and, and, and write nine one one on the right. Uh, right, uh, help me. Yeah, help please. The you know, these yeah. guys were comfortable. I mean, hey, no tinted windows and they yeah. back there laughing yeah. and playing, having a good time. The guys thought, you know, and and, and and by the way, the uh, the girl won the pity pack game. You know, I oh, she won the game. She won. You a mess. All right. All right, we're going to move on. You got on. the next one there. Uh, hey, look, well, check Lewis. this out, man. You know, I just want to... Yeah, yeah, bring wanna, this one home. I want to speak to you, man. You know, because, you know, look, yeah. a, lot, a lot of times, man, in the black community, we... That's your boy. Look, man. we ain't... Oh, ain't my boy. Hey, ain't my boy, but... Uh, no, he used to be your boy. Hey, he never used to be my boy. You know, <laughs> um, I've always had problems with this guy. You know, um, and not huge problems or nothing, nothing personal or anything like that. I've just... I've never been a fan musically, and I've never been a fan personally or... Anything of that nature, but it's just, I mean, y'all saw the y'all saw the catastrophe that happened at the Trump White House. Uh, Kanye, you know, look, this is a guy that's already self-admitted that uh, you know, he's got some mental issues and he's trying to get himself to 
trying to get itself together, you know, and, and everything like that. And we should all support that. Look, I ain't got look. Get yourself together. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, look. There's nothing wrong with that. Even Michael Jordan missed free throws. You know, nobody's perfect. You know, but at the same time, why why is this guy at the White House talking one-on-one with Trump? Like, you know, and, and Trump is allowing us having a good time creating another uh, episode of his reality show in, in, in the uh, in the Oval Office. Yeah. And, and footage. You got this guy out. And, and the thing that gets me is that you're acting as if, like, Kanye is some black leader. Like, like he... Yeah, really. Like he's he does Martin not Luther. speak for the yeah, black community. Yeah, he does community. not speak, you know, for the black community. He's not Martin Luther King. He's not, you know, he's not none of these, he's not none of these black leaders or anything like that. And he does not speak for the black community. And I think any intelligent black person would tell you that on either side, whether you Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever the case may be, it ain't about that. It's about him trying to speak for us. And this guy, he's lost his mind. Uh... You know the world talking about it. You know it it was bizarre. I mean, this is going on the same time the hurricane uh, is going on, everything like that, and you know the hypocrisy is crazy because I remember, um, you know, when this hurt, when stuff like this happened with Obama and everything like that, they had chastised him and they were talking about, oh, he did this and that, this and that while the hurricane was going on. How could he go to Jay Z or something like that, whatever the case may be, and. He got this going on here, and he got Kanye in the Oval Office, one-on-one. I mean, just... Acting a fool. Acting a fool. I mean, some people, you listen to him for the first four or five minutes, he's like, what is this? What is this dude talking about? You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, and uh, including some of the White House staffers and everything like that, uh, many of them, they, they feel embarrassed. They feel embarrassed. They feel like he embarrassed the Oval Office. Trump didn't really do anything to stop it. Uh, he was enjoying it. He had smirks on his face. At some points, he was looking uncomfortable. Uh, he he was looking speak, speechless and confused. And, you know, he wasn't really, no, he was uncertain, like, exactly what he wanted to do. Like, how am I going to play this? How am I going to play this? I mean, one time, uh, Kanye said whatever he had said. And at the end, Trump said something like, uh, didn't respond to nothing that he just, he, he went on a soliloquy about for, like, the last three minutes. And he said, well, well look. So uh, so you're in the Oval Office now, you know? Uh, yeah. How does it feel? He just completely. And he just completely. He didn't care about what got it, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't care what he was talking about, you know. Uh, they, they didn't care nothing about what he was talking about. Uh, some of the reporters were looking at it. They were taking pictures. They pointed out different facial expressions of the uh, uh, Trump's daughter uh, Ivanka, as well as his as well as his son-in-law. And they had mixed reactions, like on one. Jerry Kushner always looks constipated. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was he was actually looking kind of happy. He he saw he saw Trump kind of smiling and smirking and all that, and just <clears throat> excuse me, just standing there. And Ivanka was kind of not, you know, she looked uncomfortable. She wasn't really that that quite happy, you know. Um, and that kind of represents kind of the split that you see within the White House and everything like that. But uh, they were troubled. Some of the most of the staffers they were troubled by the optics of the meeting because it had. It didn't make any sense, you know. Like, you, you know, what, what, what are you trying to show that you cool with the, uh, with the black community now? I mean, it just well, what Kanye is not a. Doing? Uh, uh, he was sitting there like, excuse me for saying the spook who sat by the door. Uh, did he even talk? He talked like for like a couple seconds, and he, you know, he made a small comment when when addressed, but he was just pretty much there for optics, and um, you can't really say too much. You got all these cameras shoved in your face. You got. 
you're not going to say anything crazy or anything like that uh, in front of anybody. And uh, it was it was just, it was disgusting and it was embarrassing to see uh, the, the, the horse manure show that went on inside the White House. I just... I couldn't believe it. Uh, I, I was just, I was I was confused. I was there. I remember just walking past and I seen him on CNN. I said, "What is going on here? Why is Kanye?" And then when he said something about, I put the America Great Guy, uh, Great oh, Again the hat, on, hat on, and, and it made him feel like, like, a, like a man, like a, a real superhero. superhero. He, he said, I felt like a superhero. Yeah. I'm like, like, what are you talking he about? He started talking about he how he did his head. Yeah, it was insane. Oh, I mean. Totally insane. Come on, man. Uh, you know, and these are the type of things, man. I was. Man. But oddly enough, and normally, you know, Trump to me has never done anything worthwhile, but. One good thing did come out of it because he signed some new legislation about um, copyrights for musicians. I was trying to find the name of it, uh, the Music Modernization Act. He did sign that into law, and that's supposed to um, accomplish several things to help musicians. It's supposed to, you know, with all the streaming, Uh, whatever, with music. Um, it's supposed to accomplish three key things. It's supposed to make sure that songwriters and artists receive royalties on songs that were recorded before 1972. It's supposed to allocate royalties for music producers. So what is this? This is the act that he signed on Thursday called the Music Modernization Act. Hmm. It used to be known as the Orrin Hatch Bob Goldlatt Music Modernization Act. So I guess he just tweaked it some. You know, he doesn't do anything original. Yeah. He See, just embellishes. What's so, what's so what crazy is that when you when you watch it and he's just rambling on, when Kanye's just rambling on and everything like that, they, you can tell these guys are just sitting back looking at him, making a fool of himself. I mean, he's talking about things with no substance, things with no, and he he's just sitting back, just 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 talking, just just rambling about nothing. You know, uh, yeah, it, it was crazy, like. Some of the some of the people in the West Wing, they were like, you know, look, this is not a good look. You know, this, this ain't a rock concert. This ain't a this ain't a, a reality show. This ain't a TV show. And they like, had to beep him out because yeah, Kanye I mean, was cursing. And oh, stuff. he was saying MF is this and F is this and all. He this. was talking about. I know you're gonna beep this out. Five second delay. I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, and they, and they kept him going. And then at the end, you know, the nerve of Trump was like, oh, you know, I tell you what, you know. That was pretty impressive. That was quite something. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'll let him speak for me any day. You know. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, it's now, how frightening is that? You know, and and, and, and they they like that because uh, you know, they 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 can put him out there. They can put Kanye out there and say, oh yeah, this guy. You know, like like he's some type of. Like he's a political leader. Like this guy. Yeah, he does not rep. Like you said. No, he does not represent anybody but himself. You know, he has. And not only that, he has no knowledge of any history. You know, he's just, he's fun. He, he's, well, he's the same person who said slavery was an option. That's what I'm saying. He's spoon-fed. He said slavery was a choice. He's spoon-fed by whoever he's around, uh, the wrong the wrong type of talking points and the wrong type of education because he's not doing any further education of himself and definitely not any uh, uh, prior history of the, black, of the black experience or any black history. Well, before. I will say this. I was watching The View today on uh, ABC, and the ladies on The View were making a very good point. They said when he started really going off the rails with the stuff he was saying, 
somebody should have stepped up and said, you know what, let's cut the cameras, let's cut this live broadcast or whatever, because they should have seen, like, no, something's no, not quite right. That's what he that's wanted. What they, that's that's the what problem. they wanted. They and wanted that's him the not problem. Why do you feed the crazy? They wanted it. it, it you it, see it. somebody talking a bunch of stuff that seems disjointed and have showing signs of some form of mental imbalance, why would you just broadcast it and show it in that kind of a format? Well, who, who All those cameras who and everything there? Stop showing. I don't. All the cameras and stuff. Trump could have said, oh, yeah, Trump say, you know, he hey, said, you know what, let me, let's talk, you, let's talk offline you know, and, then, uh, and, and also we can't use that type of, you know, you got to respect first the right. first Nobody all, tried to, first like, all, put the brakes on him Trump thinks that that's the way that Negroes act. And so that's the problem. And he wanted to put it on the plate for the world. You got to understand yeah, he Trump. Was I do understand it. That's why he stepped back, crossed his arms, and he was just laughing at the entire He got, but you know what, though, when I say what, let's look at the other, let's look at the other side of that. Let's look at a man that used to roll with, with, uh, Tyson, what, what, not, not Tyson, way before Tyson's time. He used to roll with, with Martin Luther King and, and, um, Kareem Abdul and Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown. Now yeah. Jim Brown's sitting there like a bump on the log. I am baffled. Now man. he's an old man. Oh, he's an older man now. He ain't one of But problems. he's sitting there, and Kanye's not even giving Jim Brown the opportunity to speak. Yeah, he's just rambling on. Yeah, so so Jim over. Brown is sitting there now between a rock and a hard place, not being able to even talk about anything. And Trump loves that because. He knew Jim Brown would came out with some serious black he history dialogue. That's right. But that's right. but they well, just that's how Jim used to be. Well, Jim gonna say something. Well, I'm sure he still was. He's not much. Well, you know, Kanye. I mean, uh, Kanye got a way of taking the air out of the damn room. Yeah. Okay. But so I'm therefore, saying, what is Jim Brown's point of view now? He's on this "Make America Great Again." Rob Rock. I don't even think that's the case. No, that ain't been justified. No, I don't think that's well, he was there. To, he was there he was to act because, because he, he thought that they were actually going to have an intelligent conversation yeah. about prison reform and some other things that we could do for the black and nobody and all expect that. all that crazy media, all the cameras there, all on top of each other, yeah. taking pictures like it's some kind of spectacle. I mean, they were like, well, they were. And like, that's the point that they were making on the View when it started it looking like this has now become um, a, a, an insane show. Well, first that of all, somebody should have said, you know what? Trump allowed you know what? First of all, you know what? Cameras. We're going to just talk one-on-one. But just here. If, that's all if, y'all get. If, if, if Don Lemon and what's the other dude on CNN, the guy with the white hair? Oh, boy, Chris Cuomo. Oh, you talking about Anderson Cooper? No, or Chris Cuomo. Oh, if, yeah, Bill, Anderson. Chris Cuomo. if Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon can set up a show with the talking heads like they have and have an organized format, why wasn't there an organized format in that White House? Because today? it wasn't. They, just brought, in, they just brought in a circus and That's a all zoo. And then the cameras in, say, yo, yeah. go get it. He called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people said, get a picture of this. Yo, come here, come here, come here. We got, about to act we got, we got, yeah, we got, here from all over the place. We got, we right. got Kanye, in, and then you in the Oval Office with it. Right. This ain't, this ain't on a, on a front house lawn. He or called every at right protest. He called, and, and this, and then the Oval But here's the fallout of it too. A lot of right wing people saying, I agree with everything he said. Oh, it's yo. I saw, look, I was watching. Some guy was saying, he made perfect sense to me. Oh, my right goodness. He made perfect sense this, to me. And then there's one guy, like, he, wow. should be, he should be ashamed of himself. Uh, he was, he was trying to defend the guy and say, oh, well, you know, He's a he's a you know he's a he's a creative genius and sometimes you want to understand yeah, everything he's saying because he's a genius 
And it's now like I even heard some young. The same guy that just, I even you know, heard some interviews from young hip hoppers on on Fourteenth Street saying that you know yeah I I like I Conway has his point of view rubber and these dudes is brain dead they saw you know standing there looking well, he like he does a have a point idiot. of view. But if, unless you but have a mental situation, you're not going to be able to follow. It, it, it's just that he has no he has no prior history or any type of education to create a basis to really put put meat on the bones to the point of view that he's trying to uh, persuade. You know what I'm saying? He he's not. No. He he he's just he's, he's just talking. And you can you can tell you know that what? a lot of things that he's saying is from other people saying these things to him like. If he has you wanna, no basis. Of, if you want to speak, speak intelligent, if you want to speak, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, if you want to speak intelligent, you need to take a lesson from from Michael Clark Dyson. Oh, doctor. Oh, yeah, Michael. You need Dyson, to listen yeah. to him yeah. for a minute yeah. and see how he delivers exactly a little bit and uh, see whether or not you can get people to to pull people. Mm-hmm. To your bosom with your opinion. Yeah. Because the thing is, when he creates a point, when he creates a point, he he not only provides the context, and the education. but he, he, he also provides the basis of where mm-hmm. he's getting his information from. So he'll give you the history the basis, and then put the context in it and then throw... Then throw his little season on the top to give you the point of view that he's trying to yeah. create. Oh, that Kanye is just all together. over the place. You and know what Kanye reminds me of? Talking. And this might be before your time, Mr. Lowe. But there used to be a segment on uh, In Living Color that Damon Wayans used to do. Uh, Remember that? Where he was like the guy in prison that was trying to sound so intelligent. And mm-hmm. if you weren't paying attention, it sounded like he was so I deep. Mean, it's a with the, you remember he was that, like, you know segment. what I'm saying? It's the miscegenation. Mm-hmm. And you're like, the, the what? Population yeah. the, it's the yeah. population explosion of the segregation, uh, excuse me, the centigation, and you're like the like, okay, whoa. And if you weren't... I don't know what he's saying, but it sounds good. He sounded this like he was a good. brother, mm-hmm. and he was talking a bunch of foolishness, and that's what Kanye looked like to me. It was, it was I'm like, you look like the dude yeah, in the is from Living Color. It was embarrassing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Look, we gonna get off of Kanye? Yeah, but that could be a whole... That yeah, that's a whole, a whole show in and of itself. That's a whole show. Yeah, I wonder what Kim said when he got home. I wonder if she was like, babe, I don't really think that was a Kim bad idea, babe. Her own dollars. But she I've got a that. show to do, so love you. Air kisses. Gotta go. <laughs> anyway, this is the Pajama Party Adult Late Night Talk Show. You see how we keep it real. This is how we do it every Friday night. We're going to take a quick one, and we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. Pajama Party Show, all the way live. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass. Goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa DD myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-803. 
Yeah, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Boom, so why, darling? And uh, sitting in for Kettle tonight, we have uh, Mr. Lowe. This is Mr. Lowe. Uh, How about that? Got a little bit, um, got a little excited on that last segment and all that. But, yeah, uh, but that'll make you excited. You know, it's just, if you, know, you have any kind of black pride in you, I'm just, you know, that would just blow yeah, your mind. You're you going to cool it back say, down. Wow. You know, wow. To my ladies, I say, Who am I? <laughs> that make you just want to blow your damn nose or something, wipe your, wipe your ass or something. Yeah, though. Something. Make sure stuff is still coming out. Clean your ears. Yeah, trying to clean up. I want to wipe my ass, blow my nose, and get a Q-tip at the same time. Make sure all holes were clean. Got to shut your butt. I'm still the same. Shut your butt. I'm still functioning normal. Damn, he mugged me for like I was stepping fetching with a straight jacket. God didn't make you feel like you just need to shower your brain. That's your voice. I ain't gonna talk about it. Anyway, we gonna go to the hit it and quit it headline, and finally, it's good news going on. Colin Kaepernick, former NFL player, has received Harvard's Harvard University prestigious W.E.B. Du Bois Medal on Thursday for his tireless protest of police brutality and racial inequality. The medal is given to people who have made significant contributions to uh, African and African-American history and culture, as well as individuals who advocate for intercultural understanding and human rights. So shout out to Colin Kaepernick. He said, I feel like it's not only my responsibility, but it's also... um, everybody's responsibility as people that are in positions of privilege and in positions of power to continue to fight and uplift and empower. And he said, because if we don't, we become complicit in the problem. All right, Colin Kaepernick. He deserves it. He he gave a nice speech, and he specifically asked that the speech not be broadcast because of the ongoing litigation between him and the NFL. So I guess, you know, whatever he might have said could have been an issue because of the ongoing litigation. So he said, like they should have said at the White House, I don't want this to be broadcast. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Harvard has awarded the medal, this particular medal, since 2000. And past recipients include Maya Angelou and Muhammad Ali, the greatest. So, uh, of course, as you know, when he was in the NFL, he sparked a wave of player protests by kneeling during the national anthem to call attention to police brutality and systemic racism. He is no longer playing in the NFL and has continued speaking out against racial inequality and has donated millions of dollars to various social justice organizations. There were seven other honorees who received the medal alongside of Colin Kaepernick, and they included comedian Dave Chappelle, author Florence Ladd, Bless you. And founder of the Equal Justice Initiative, Brian Stevenson. So Kaepernick recently became the face of Nike's 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign. That's beautiful. Which we've been seeing. So shout out to Colin Yeah, he didn't know what he deserves. Because, you know, the sad part about it, I always say every time I hear about Every time I hear about Kaepernick, I always always got to throw this little footnote in there. The fact that the uh, advertisement dollars are so strong that the national anthem is not even an issue in the NFL. Why they made an issue of it, the NFL, because I have seen many a football game start 
in the first quarter. They don't even show the kickoff half the time. Yeah. You look yeah. up and the game comes on like the yeah. game the other night between yeah. the Eagles and the Giants. Mm-hmm. By the time they got all that together with the advertising and Michael Strahan and everything going on, I look up and now here's the kickoff. Yeah. I didn't see no – there was no um, – National anthem. There was yeah. not, not on the yeah. air, and then a lot of times it wasn't even televised. They don't televised, have to, you know right? I mean? They don't. They don't even have to do the national anthem yeah. on air because they're so busy trying to get that that um, Honey Nut Cheerios commercial in, or that Bojangles commercial in, or that Bud Light commercial in. Yeah. That last couple seconds, yeah. I'm telling you, it, it, but because they got the power of the instant replay. Uh-huh. Well, why you were gone? Sorry, we got back late. Why you going during the kickoff? So just ran back to the 40 yard line. We'll show it again. And once you see the replay, you're kind of content with it, but you don't miss the national anthem, yeah. the kickoff, and everything else because they're trying to get them TV dollars and those advertisement dollars. So why would they make make it seem like, oh, they kneel for national anthem? Hell, half the time the TV don't even show the national anthem. They don't even show it. They don't even show the it. Time you when last time you've seen a halftime performance? Yeah. I mean, unless it's in the Super Bowl or, or anything like that, you're not going to see – no, I've never right the regular Super Bowl games, or yeah. playoffs, yeah, big games. You regular never games, see, you don't yeah, see you no, just never see, you never see, you know, maybe in the playoffs, but it's, you never just see so, so bogus to say you know, that uh, they politicize it and everything like that. It's they hijack it, they hijack the whole idea, like they yeah. do everything. And then else. not only that, uh, Nasdaq wasn't even sung until about like uh, only just a couple years back. It ain't like this. This wasn't going on in the seventies and eighties and the nineties. You know, it, it, this just started. Really? I thought yeah. they were doing it all. Oh, the national anthem got plugged in later on. Like that came, they came like I can't remember how long ago. In it was, football, I think it was in other sports. It, it yeah, was in, no, but not, it yeah, was definitely not in basketball. Yeah, not in football. It was in basketball, baseball, very popular. They seem like they've. Yeah, they I do think it in baseball was more of a take me out to the ball game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I thought Who they knows? did it in baseball too. But... Don't give me the line on baseball. I okay. Ain't clue. I don't mess no, with baseball. But yeah, it's good to see anyway, at least Kaepernick is getting you know. He deserves a little bit. Of, I mean, because he sacrificed his whole career. Because, I mean, this guy, even right now, is, is is at least, you know, better than at least 15 of the starting oh, yeah. 30-something yeah. quarterbacks. Look at Eli out. Manning. In the NFL, keep Look at Eli out. Manning and New York yeah. Giants. Please, he's I mean, who, who, his skill set, come on. I mean, people forget that he actually did go to a Super Bowl. They forget that. Mm-hmm. They forgot he went to the Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. Yeah, I was there. You know, and, you know. Oh, can I just add a sidebar? I read an article a few days ago that said he is in the process of trademarking the image of his afro and beard or something. Uh-huh. Well, he don't have a beard. He had an afro. But it's right, have... afro and beard or mustache or something. Well, yeah, something, something, something facial hair and uh-huh. the afro. He's trademarking that look. And I'm like, wait a minute now. I love you for what you do. Yeah. But brother's been rocking froze since the beginning of time. Yeah, yeah. Almost. Yeah. So how you going to, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway, I ain't going to go there. Yeah. I just wanted to point yeah. that out. Anyway. I, guess, I mean, I guess you got to capitalize on, you know, he, look, I he, guess. he yeah. don't got a career sure. anymore, so now you got to. Got to get that money somehow. Yeah, I just gotta hope that, you know, he was saying that litigation with the NFL, I'll be, I'll be glad when that's over so the brother could speak up and speak out more often because, Whatever he's doing or trying to do, I just think that he's not as vocal. Yeah, it's falling on deaf ears right now because you got to be silent. Been, hey, well, you got to be silent, but you need to, that that has to have an ending point so we can hear where you're coming from. Because mm-hmm. we heard from your girlfriend more than we hear from you. You know, she ain't got no problem speaking out. Yeah. And, and well, she, but she's not she, the one involved yeah, yeah, in the litigation. Right, so right. And she's free to talk. Right, and if she means that much to you, why the hell is she still your girlfriend? You know, you need to, you need to marry that ass. She Ooh. always speaks for you like that. Oh. But that's just my and opinion. Why, why haven't she been upgraded? 
Exactly. She need to get the upgrade, John. Okay, now. Anyway, that's hey. it. All right, let's move on. You hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't. You might uh, want to talk to the brother about that. No, I want to make it be vice versa. You never know. You never know who don't want to get oh, married. Oh, who's old no, don't yeah, always think true. it's the, 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 it might be her. the guy that's, uh, you know, because also I want to say something too later on about that uh, Michelle Obama thing. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to be too popular with the folks, but. Oh, boy, we're going to have right. to fight. Yeah, we're going to fight. That's my girl. We're going to fight. So okay. stay tuned later on because uh, something Michelle Obama is doing so right now is like not sitting too well with me. Uh-oh. All right. And uh, I know that's Red Wine's girl, but we're going to yeah, put on the gloves in a little bit. All right. Well, let's keep anyway, it moving so on what, you, Papa D. It's on me? What we got? Yeah, to, we might as well keep on on the Colin Kaepernick situation. Yeah. What else is happening? Uh, What's this? Uh, Arkansas Sheriff? Oh, uh, yeah, with the inmates and the Nike gear. Yeah, uh, crazy. Said, they trying to do that though. Crazy. Okay. Do, you know, <laughs> just as a prelude to this particular story, you know, sometimes the stuff that the, the white folks wake up and think about just blows my mind. Yeah. They think they think the shit is clever. Yeah. I'd be like, what the hell was you thinking? When, when, after <laughs> after, you after, out after, after a minute, yeah. but but you know what though, like like Martin Luther King's famous lines. Whether either you're one of two things, either you're, either you have conscientious stupidity, or you're sincerely ignorant, uh, and you're trying to figure out which one are you. Are you Bob, being conscientious they, stupidity means that you're being stupid with a conscience, knowing you're being stupid. But sometimes you could be just sincerely ignorant, yeah. and you ain't got the the sense of Bless a damn a pigeon. Your 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 brain's about as small as a, a pigeon's Smart brain. As a box of rocks. And it, it's just amazing that they do all these. Mm-hmm. Now, Arkansas sheriff office removed photos of its uh, inmates in Nike T-shirts after they made <clears throat> made the rounds on Twitter. The Union County Sheriff's Office. Uh, Posed at least 18 of his inmates in Nike T-shirts for their mug shots, then added the images to its online jail roster. All right. So columnist um, Shad King tweeted the photos on Wednesday and said uh, his sources told him the mug shots was uh, was meant to mock Colin Kaepernick, the former NFL player, whose protests of police brutality landed him in a Nike ad. So, like I was saying earlier, when you know, just to, for all of us to elaborate on this story a little bit, you know, when when he and this is a sheriff, you know, when these mm-hmm. sheriffs a wake sheriff. up, well, but most of these people, you know, the sad part about law enforcement that I've learned, you know, being being uh, I've rolled through Jersey a little bit, and I've always seen the advertisement for jobs there, uh, law enforcement jobs, where you throw this big must have this college education, this 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 and that. But then all of a sudden you see the people that are hired are people that you know even with the nobody's college. Mm. Sometimes the advertisement is a discouragement to keep certain people away. Yeah. But you know they're hiring brother-in-laws and, and brothers and sisters and in-laws, people fresh out of the military, you know, mostly of a white persuasion. And and it's filled with nepotism and everything else. And you look up, and I mean, because I tell you, you know, coming up in Jersey for a lot of years, I, the state police, I've never seen them a more uh, Caucasian uh, uh, draped uh, union than that. I mean, if you get pulled over by state police in New Jersey, chances are nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, that state trooper is going to be white. Okay, no doubt about it. Yeah. 
and and it just it's just so deep. I'm just saying all that to say that uh, the way that's filtered now to the sheriff's office, it, it, the people that come on these forces, they could have eighth, eighth grade education. It doesn't matter because when nepotism comes into play. Hiring is just is just so they give them the nod. You get the nod. Yeah. Did you get the nod? I got the nod. I got the nod. They get the nod. You know, especially up north. You know where Trump is from. That's where Trump is from. Up north, Bergen County, North mm-hmm. Jersey, stuff like that. You know, that's why he has that arrogance because that whole area up there yeah, around North Jersey. That's where. Well, it's not so much New York. It's not so much New York. New York. New York on an overtone. But you know, because you gotta understand too, when like where where my man, uh, the gentleman, got strangled over that was selling the cigarettes. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, Long Island, wasn't right? That was that name. was um, Staten Island. Staten Island. Okay. Staten Island really is right over, right over the Verrazano Bridge, which is not even that deep into New York, so it's still on a Jersey tip, and and it's so interesting how the ignorance in that area, and I'm not saying that to the whole area. But that area is so known for the for the, the bliss of, of ignorance, and it's so amazing how it's just, oh, whew. Well, I need that sheriff's name so Scary. I can put him on the kitchen. His, his name is uh, County Sheriff, uh, yada, 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 yada. We'll, we'll find it. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's great. Shirts on the inmates. Yeah, Looks like his name was yeah. Roberts, uh, Rocky, Ricky Roberts. Wait, but like you say, I mean, he's a Trump stuff, supporter. The stuff that people yeah. try to make, the stuff that people try to make that up, they and think come it's up funny, and they think, they think it's, it's funny, they think it's cool, but it's just a, well, they think it's, it's funny, funny there because that's their, that's what they think about yeah, that's black view. people for yeah. real, for real. That's their view. So therefore, they want to yeah. once they glamorize it and globalize it, yeah. it, 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 they say, well, damn. They man. had a mix of pictures though. It wasn't just black inmates. But the point was, he point was, it was Colin, Colin, Colin Kaepernick and the fact that Nike picked him up in that campaign. Yeah. And because he loves Trump so much. Well, he's a Trump supporter, he thought, so he's following the ultimate the slam yeah. is to put these inmates in Nike shirts. But the uh, somebody else in their department later on said they just had Nike shirts for when they arrest people who don't have proper attire, like when you arrest somebody that's half naked uh, or whatever, and you got to put some clothes on, yeah. that's what those shirts were for. Well, they just kinda, happened yeah, to well, be Nike yeah. logos on. They just wanted to mean. They just wanted to mean uh, Colin, and they they want to they want to paint him as oh he's just a he's just a convict, he's a low life thug, right. he's a They're delinquent. Trying to paint the picture that he's, people who support Nike a, are. He's, yeah, he's and, a, you know, he, yeah, he's, he's a, a, he's a low-life, you a professional leader. This guy, that's hey, look, was missing. That's you know, you can run down the list. They say, oh, he's a, you know, uh, he's treacherous, this and that. And like he, like my man said, I can go on and on, but they, but, uh, but I think they had enough. Somebody need to go ahead and lock that bag snatcher up. That's what they think of him. They think he's a purse grabber, uh-huh. a bag snatcher. A low life thug, mm. a delinquent a of ill repute. No. Well, That's when your boy comes it. in yeah, no. and says what he said, the famous line that uh, Pee Wee Herman said. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee. Remember Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> the, I know the, I am. <laughs> I know I am. But what about you? <laughs> I know I am. But what about you? <laughs> okay. Anyway, he says. On that note, my man Pee Wee Herman was my man. Yeah, that's your boy. That's All right, man. let's go on to the next. Ah. My man, Pee-wee. Oh, God. 
I wish y'all could see the face that, that he was doing just now. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else we got? Next All week? of something else, man. Look, this is just something quick. I'm going to just get through this here. This is the, uh, hey, take this out. You know, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. We got, uh, uh-uh. we got a billionaire, man. This is the youngest billionaire in Africa. Oh, wow. Man, this guy's a billionaire. The huh? youngest billionaire? He's the youngest. Now, he ain't that young. I want you to think that he's 19 years old or nothing like that because oh. uh, ain't nothing like that. But he's 43, though, and uh, he is a billionaire. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Okay. You know, um, his name is Muhammad Duji. Okay. You know, uh, he. You know, this is in Tanzania, you know, uh, so... In in Dar es Salaam, the, this is the country's capital city and everything like that. That's where he normally resides. And, you know, he was just doing his thing, walking into the Coliseum Hotel and Fitness Club in Oyster Bay, Dollar Salaam, and, uh, I mean, Dollar Salaam, and, you know, just doing his regular old routine, gym session, during his early hours of the day. This is a regular Thursday morning. Um, he had walked his dog. Uh, he had breakfast, two eggs over hard, nothing nothing big, pancakes, you know, uh, nothing too big. He was just doing whatever he normally do, you know, just a regular day in the, you know, I ain't going to say a regular day in the hood, but just, just a regular, regular day in Regular day in Tanzania. Yeah, regular day in Tanzania, nothing, ma- nothing major, All right, you know. So what went down? Well, he waved to a couple of neighbors and everything like that before he left to go to his room team uh, exam and everything like that. He said, hey, how you doing, Every all his neighbors and uh he uh, lended some sugar to his other neighbor and everything like that. So he was just doing everything he was supposed to do. So he goes to his regular gym session and everything like that out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Uh-oh. Two white men and some unknown accomplices and everything like that out of nowhere. He gets kidnapped. He gets kidnapped. Oh, my God. He gets kidnapped. It's two cars. Whoa. Oh, my God. They're coming. Boom, boom. They're coming. Two cars come. It's oh, guys coming out. They're jumping everywhere. They jumping everywhere. They they pull him. They bag him. They put the, the wool over his head. They drove away. They snatched him into the car and everything like that. They're trying to find out what's going on. So the police, the commander uh, in, in, in uh, Dar es Salaam, uh, the special zone police commander, Lazaro Maman Sosa, uh, you know, he said, oh, oh yeah, we, we, we're doing everything around the country. They put him on high alert. They're trying to hunt down the abductors. You know, he's he's asking for the members of the public. Can you report any information, anything that can help? Oh please, goodness. anything that can help, please help us these abductors. You oh talking about? You talking about a billionaire that got kidnapped in his own city? Come on, come on. So they don't know where he is. They don't know where he is yet. He's one and uh, Muhammad Duji, the one that got kidnapped, the billionaire. He's one of the key players, and uh, he's in the private sector led development in Tanzania today. I mean, he's well known. You know, he's he's very well known for being a leader in the uh, local employment and manufacturing in East and Central Africa. Um, his conglomerate, the uh, Metal, was MTLL, the group. Uh, you know, operates in over 35 industries as diverse as trade, agriculture, manufacturing, energy and petroleum, financial services, mobile telephones, uh, infrastructure, real estate, transport, logistics, and distribu- uh, distribution. I mean. All this stuff that he's doing, I mean, this guy, he has a net worth of $1.5 billion, you know? And this guy just gets run up on, and y'all let this guy just, y'all just, y'all just, y'all just snatch him up. Y'all just snatch him up. 
He didn't want to be snatched up. So, bottom line, have they found him? They ain't found him yet. You know, this is a billionaire on the loose. They call him. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, uh, this is. If anybody has seen him or you saw the people that snatched him in Tanzania, please call the police. It got to be about money, though. You know, I was thinking about, you know, it's either money, drugs, or sex. I don't think it's for sex because uh, it was. A and bunch I of men they grabbed him. They snatched a billionaire. Yeah, I don't think it was drugs. So you know, it, was, it got to be money. You know. Uh, so I guess they're gonna wait until they're ready to make. Maybe there's a ransom. Yeah, maybe there's something that's going on. They're gonna. Uh, wow. Because he's a well-known guy. He's a well-known guy. He's. I mean, he is the youngest billionaire in Africa. So I mean, we don't know what's going on. Uh, we, you know, uh, some of the milk cards have been put out with his picture on there. We're trying to get him back and everything like that. Wow. No well, you know how they, they put it on the back of the... Yeah, have you seen me? Yeah, so we'll see how that starts. We'll see wow. how that works. Well, shout out to that brother. I hope he's all right. Yeah, I hope so, too. And, uh, yeah. mm. Well, I got one last one. Stay strong. About my girl, Michelle Obama. She's mm. on the move, mm. doing her thing. Shut up, Papa D. GoFundMe partners with Michelle Obama on the Global Girls Alliance Fund uh, to back charities that are helping adolescent girls. So that's a good thing. Uh, GoFundMe, uh, if you're not familiar, they're the social fundraising platform that in all their time of existence has raised over $5 billion from over 50 million donors for a variety of causes, has taken a big step in the fundraising for charities and other nonprofit organizations, particularly helping charities do- uh, dedicated to adolescent girls. This startup partnering with former First Lady Michelle Obama and the Obama Foundation, uh, they've gotten together to launch the Global Girls Alliance Foundation, which is a platform within GoFundMe designed for fundraising specifically for grassroots organizations that work on girls' education initiatives. So it's being rolled out as a bigger effort that – Obama and the Obama Foundation announced this week called the Global Girls Alliance, and it's a program to empower adolescent girls through education. And so far they're saying that an estimated 98 million adolescent girls that are mostly teenage females are currently not in school, working out to one of every five females in that age bracket. And a lot of that is because African families put the focus on the males to say if anybody's going to school, it's the boys. If that's all we can afford, because most of the time they have to pay for education. Right. And if anybody's going, it's going to be the son. So if the daughters, if they don't have any money left for the daughters to go to school, they don't go to school. The boys get the education mm. because they feel like they're the ones that are going to be able to make money and do whatever. Right. And the girls just end up like, Oh well, I guess I'll just wait until I get married, have children, and but raise she's not them, whatever. Not anything on the African front. No, not just African. Okay, but I was just so. saying, for example, in Africa, that is the situation that the boys get the education. So, anyway, so you know, shout out to the Obamas and the foundation for just trying to do something to help girls in general mm. and uh, increase the level of education for those who are in areas 
not yeah, just in we're, Africa, we're not, but in areas we're, all around the world yeah. where education is not readily accessible. Yeah. And available, yeah. 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 Especially affordable, too. You know? Exactly. Affordable and accessible. Yeah. Triple A, yeah. So some schools affordable, are like two or three miles yeah. away. Yeah. And if you want to go to school, if you can afford it, you got to walk two miles, three miles, one direction just to get to school. Yeah. And then it's no telling what you encounter on that journey. So, and that's not just Africa. That's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you going to beat up on Michelle Obama or you going to let no, that go? No, I'm wait till my time, you know. Okay. All right. Well, that's all we got for Hit It and Quit It Headlines. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, my time. You, you can give us a call at 914-803-4306. Press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Otherwise, uh, you know, text somebody, tell somebody to join us tonight on the adult talk show, Pajama Party. And you know how we do. It's PJs only, no clothes allowed. We're going to take, uh, let's see what we're going to do, take a quick break. And we're coming back with Papa Didi and What's Poppin' on the Pajama Party Show. Be right back. Got to refresh our drinks. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal plush with the Crown Royal peach stock and cranberry juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the apajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipe. And you can find out how to make the cocktail of the week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink, so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky Rito in here. And I got the ABS. Get the recipes at www.abajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. My name is Papa D. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And uh, Mr. Lowe. I'm coming in. You know, I do what I do when I can't do it and you know, everything like that. I'm just keeping it right. All right. Uh-oh. All right. Well, it's time for What's Poppin' with Papa D. What's poppin'? So what's poppin', Papa what's poppin'? Didi? I tell you what, man. Somebody better uh, talk to him. You know. I know something's poppin'. You know, I I uh, I let them know what they need to know. I try to put my head around this on a full full circumference, but I keep getting stuck halfway every yeah. time I hear this whole girl thing. You know, it just it kind of it, it kind of it kind of bothers me a little bit. You know, when I hear Beyonce, you know, her song, you know, you know, girls who rule the world and all this, you well, know, it's true. everything that goes with. Yeah, it's true. Easiest true coming out of a female's mouth. Um, I think that uh, Michelle Obama speaking on that hard because first of all she has two daughters. Okay, I think that yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah. to black boys and young men, 
they are one of the most endangered species on the planet. They're almost like a, a they almost like the tusks of the uh, of the elephant Sag. that people hunt for. Mm-hmm. They cut out the elephant. They almost like the the, the leopard uh, spread of a, mm. a you know of a. Oh, right. Get historical with yeah. them. Yeah. Of a feline. They almost like the the uh, the fur of yeah. a polar bear. Oh. Like when people talk about a bear skin rug. Uh-huh. You ever seen a polar bear's fur? Yeah. When he jumps in the snow? Mm-hmm. That fur is just so fluffy. Yeah. And the bear skin rug that lays in front of the fireplace. Uh-huh. The real one. You know, this is how precious young boys are. And and the props that they get or don't get when Michelle Obama, not to pick on her, but when they use this word girl power, girl power, and they get everybody who likes Michelle to mimic what she's saying, and they, they mimic it, and they tag it, and they move it, and they throw these programs on and variety shows, and Beyonce comes in with a girl, 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 girl. So where, where are the boys? What, what are they playing, catch-up? I mean, what are they... When are they going to catch up? Are they walking around? Is it, they're walking around a mountain and the boys like behind them somewhere? I, I think if you're going to if you're going to talk about anything, you you should talk about this young children. Period. I don't think you should break up the genders at all because they're both in the incubation stages and they both have to come into their own. You know, molding and controlling is so strong that people have to reach that pinnacle of where they need to be. So they won't get stomped on or troused or anything like that, you know. And, and it's like when I, every time I hear this girl power thing, I'm not being so anti-cynical with it, but I just think that it's so overindulgent and it takes the young boys and puts them so far in the damn back burner that I'm sure every woman out there that got little boys ain't feeling that damn way about all that girl power stuff. Yeah, well, okay. They not they may not say it out loud. Yeah. They're trying to respect the Michelle Obama thing and the. Mm. And they may be women themselves, so they mm. think that it may trickle down to them being a female. But I just, I just don't, you know, I, I just don't, don't, don't cry out so strong with that, without bringing the boys along. I, I, I understand know. that. I, I understand that. But I also think uh, when it comes to like Michelle Obama and everything like that, I think, I think when Michelle Obama, she's doing, she's doing her job. You know, she's gonna, she's gonna promote what, uh, uh, what, what is in her lane. You know, she she can't be the, the spokesperson or the or the speaker for young black men. She's oh yes a, she can. Well she can. Yes, but she can. but but there's yes, others there's others she's got can. the power to be whatever she wants to be. Yeah, but but, but there's you others cannot that can limit that. you cannot limit your stuff. But they always yeah, talk and you she know. has she has two little girls. Exactly. So therefore that's her Number one exactly. influence. Exactly. Yeah. So, so don't look, think that's not her influence. Oh, of course, of course. But that's you not saying girls, girls, girls. Oh, okay. Well, what do you? You have children? Yeah, yeah. I have two girls. Mm. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, really? Well, of course well, you do. You know, look. Hey, you know. And, and, and I'm not saying that to be cynical, and I'm not yeah, saying that to yeah. diss her in particular. Yeah. But I'm saying that we have got to. There's got to be the same level of breakthrough, the same level. Oh, of yeah. The GoFundMe money. Is is free money yeah. that somebody's giving to people. You need to share it on everybody. Cause these little young boys is trying to figure out what they do. Can they do plumbing? Can they do auto mechanics? Yeah, yeah. Can they do? Oh, what I'm with can you. they do? I'm with you, and I think that I don't. I don't. I I, don't I, think, I, I I agree. And when you bring them up and you educate them and you give them all them billions of dollars and they become educated 
and they go to college, they get any degrees, they get any house, they get any new cars. And where's the young boy at? Where's yeah. he at now that he's uneducated or he's falling behind or he's lacking or he ain't got the things he needs? And now they become the dominant aspect and he becomes the – now they can't even – they can't even push up on a girl because she's so damn bougie and yeah. she's so damn okay. spoiled okay. and she got the brand-new BMW no, like and he's driving hey. the Hyundai. <laughs> and, you know what I mean, and it's just like, you know, hey, I, get, I yeah. mean, come on now. I get let, it. Look. Let the boy in. Hey, hey, I get it. You the know? boys, the boys turn from frogs to princes as well. Yeah, that's right. That's you right. can't just think that this little, this little uh, ugly duckling girl with the with the coke bottle glasses uh-huh. is going to turn into a beautiful swan that's one right. day. That's the, right. little boy, okay. the little frog is going to turn into a prince too. Uh, 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 this is my segment, so let me. You know, I, 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 I'm gonna let you in. In my horn, you about the billions of the. I just think that GoFundMe money is free money coming from regular citizens put in a big old pot and we shouldn't restrict it into one forecast because everything is attached to what it's attached to and i tell you right like i said any woman out here that has boys mm-hmm. ain't on that bandwagon like that yeah. they ain't going they're not going to talk about michelle obama they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot and and lose the confidence or lose the backing of a of a great person that she is but deep down inside they're saying i got a son Shit, y'all need to break me off a couple of dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know? Sorry. I mean, I'm just saying. No, no. Okay. Yeah, that is my line. You know what I mean? I'm just speaking yeah. on little boys. Right. The little right. boys need to get their okay. props, too. I expect got a billion dollar GoFund money, then let's break it spread it out. Yeah. Spread it out. Okay. Okay? Because, you know, you know what them little boys going through. They need help. Trayvon Martins and and everybody else out there that stepped into their their situation. Yeah. Little boy Tamir got Rice. shot. Tamir Rice mm. got a little toy gun. Cop blew his head off. Blew his head off. I mean, come on, you know. The one ain't sorry about it, to be honest. We we gotta we gotta we gotta gotta give it to the little boys too. Mm. At the same time, not after you come back. Not after Michelle comes back. Not after Beyonce comes back. Not after all the girls who got BMWs and college educations and new houses. No, and what's the little yeah. boy doing? Yeah. He's smoking weed on the corner, chilling. Yeah, I'm getting my my sister, my sister's board damn house, you know, while he's puffing smoke on the corner uh, of 14th and Vine. That ain't cool. Yeah, no, so I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. But you know, Michelle oh, cool. got a point. I'm he not knocking her at all. Yeah, but he oh, Papa did, her and Beyonce got to kill all that girl power. You well, say girl, let's help the girl, but get the word power behind it because you have to. They have to. Inclusion they gotta is stay, the key. you know. All right. You know how fast y'all become. Oh, that's, is that the music like the Grammy Awards getting me off? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good speech. Thank you. Okay. That's right. Oh, next exam, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up. All right. No, no, Before the Sandman comes know, out. Yeah. yeah, you don't want the Sandman to come. Oh, my Well, goodness. we're going to keep moving. Right. We're going to lighten it up some since Papa Didi dropped all that wisdom on well, us. Well, I'm just saying. Look, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I do understand. Well, we're going to move on to the weird news. Weird news. All right. Yeah. Who's up first tonight? Ah, I'm a, I'm a, you Who's know. up first, uh, Mr. If I, If I could, I just, you know. Yeah, of course. Like I hear that there. That's uh that that's my uh intro to weird news and everything like that. So you know I'll be talking
talking about things that uh, may be a little weird to you, similar to others, same to most, and whatever else the way the game go. But uh, I got something to talk about. Uh, some, some, yeah. I guess we can get. This is just. This actually is some weird news. Mm-hmm. Uh, to all my Ohio fans and everything like that, um, I got a man here. He's uh from Ohio. Uh, he's a good guy, and everything like that. And he was just driving home from work. Uh, you know, on a regular Tuesday. I don't know how your Tuesdays goes. Uh, my Tuesday, I normally you know just go to work and do what I have to do. Uh, take care of the things I need to take care of. You know, uh, button up any shirts that I need to button, tie any shoes that I need to lace. But on another note, uh, this guy was just driving home, you know, regular Tuesday. He did a double take before firing up his cell phone. Of course he got to pull a cell phone out or something like this. He records a cow. A cow. I'm talking about the cow, the ones, you know, you know that they milk. But yeah, the ones that you use with the udders. You know, okay. uh, to be just the uh, way we, we all at and understand what we're talking about. A cow uh, poking the head out of the back of a window of a pickup truck. This cow is in, the, is in the back of the pickup truck in the back window poking his head out. But this Ohio man. Wait a minute, the said, back window? Yeah, back window. I mean, look. So you're not talking about like on the flatbed. No, 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 no. We ain't talking about, oh, you got to strap him down, something. There's, oh, my goodness. There's a barn of hay in the back, and he got a cow. Yeah, you know, I don't even think cows do hay, but I'm just saying. You understand? Know so the cow's in the back. The cow's in the back seat, seat like a passenger. Oh, my goodness. The cow's in the back seat like a passenger. I don't know. Now, in my day, I don't know if, uh, yeah. Yeah. me personally, I've never had a cow in my backseat. You know, I've, uh, uh, the most I've done was a dog, and I don't, even that was, 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 uh. Kind of risky. Ah, it's risky. You know, uh, <laughs> small dogs maybe, uh, nothing, nothing treacherous, no, no fighting dogs or nothing like that, but this cow's in the backseat, you know, uh, and. This I how man, he says, Oh yeah, oh yeah, this uh yeah, this is regular. Around Ohio, this is this is nothing. Uh the T V uh WKF WKEF T V reports that the video posted by Tip City's J D Blair on Facebook, I mean this video went viral. I mean more than over two hundred thousand shares and uh close to eight million or uh, yeah, close to eight million views. I mean, the pickups truck driver, uh, his name is Corey Moore, Morris of Ludlow Falls. He says, eight month, 18 months old Annie has been part of his life since his mother rejected her at birth. He says the 800, now, Annie, just to get you, just to make sure that you understand, Annie is the, Annie is the cow. Okay. All right, so I don't want you to think, because a lot of times when you're talking to children, you don't say, oh, they're 18 months old, uh. Right. They say that about a year and a half. Right. You know, I mean, regular stuff. You know, so this amazing. is the 18-month-old cow. This is a, a cow, uh, to be specific. Uh, you know, eight. Name Annie. Now, uh, now you got to understand also is that being a back of your, your truck or your car or anything like that, anything that's 800 pounds. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. Ride in your back seat. And a pickup truck, I mean... What do you have? I hope you don't have air ride suspension. Air ride suspension—that's gone. 
Any air ride suspension, any air ride suspension, that's gone. You know, anything that's like great. that, uh, that's gone. Uh, if, if you're looking for, if, you know, um, shocks and shocks. you know, sometimes you try to even out the weight. You can't even out 800 pounds. So with that, kill how many kids you on the right side of the seat? Your McPherson, whatever. I mean, this is the type of right. thing that I'm thinking that the stress is everything. Shock stress are gone. I mean, you're riding on the back wheels. You're you're literally popping a wheelie all day. <laughs> you got you you got the fire burning from the wheels. The sparks are flying from the like metal the in the street. You can't go more than 20, 30 miles an hour because your car going to catch on fire because it's sparks. It is so, sparking. Oh, wait a minute. Now, finish the story. All right, what so was he doing with the cow on the back? I di- I, look, I digress. But um, just to let you know, this cow was 18 months old and everything like that. And um, this cow, uh, on a lighter note, um, oh, her God. name was Annie. I, I just wanted you to know oh, her. Oh, Annie. Her name was Annie. She didn't have a last name, but they just called her Annie. Some people called her Big A. She's like some Cher. People call her, some people call her. Name. And then, and then the ones that knew her close called her Nene. Okay. You know, but uh, you know, regular stuff, right? Okay. So, uh, in part, that was actually, if you're looking at 800 pounds, that's 363 kilograms. I don't know who, for my. No, I ain't gonna say that. I was gonna for your that. metric folks. Either that or for the drug dealers. But we, 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 we Oh my gosh. Yeah, we we won't talk about that. But uh Annie regularly, you know, she just climbed into the back of the back of the seat of the truck. Like this is normal to her. It's normal to her. So she just oh. rides and oh, it's time to ride. Let me get in the back. Wow. She doesn't wear a seatbelt. Of course. You don't care nothing about that. Um they say when they ask her about uh, how is Annie's road tripping habits, you know, uh, what, do you always do this? Where where do you put her? The guy that was uh, driving the pickup truck, Corey Morris, he says, uh, well, well, where else would I put her? And so he just throws in the back seat. I mean, this is like, I mean, this is the most, this would be the most overweight child you've ever heard of in history. 800 pounds. That's like having a really big date that you ride around with. That's like having three really big dates. Ooh-wee. In the same truck. About two In the same seat. Just imagine, just imagine, just imagine. <laughs> That's about, on the average, 250 apiece. Oh, 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 oh two seventy-five and five apiece. 275, okay. Oh, just imagine three, two, uh, three big juicy three ones. Three Three, well, no, 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 let's just say, because no, I don't even want to get 275, well, no, 275 is kind of big. You can say, so just imagine three 275-pound women lapping up on one side of your car. So that means that if you're in a back seat, you got a one 275 woman, and she's lapping up with another 275 woman, and she's lapping up with another, so you have a... a he must have had some of those great big tires. To raise that thing up off the ground. Oh. Because that would have to weigh that truck. It didn't say it. Uh, I think they were Goodyear. I think they were Goodyear. I don't know. I don't know. You have Goodrich. Yeah, I I don't know if that that helped out. You're a Um, mess. But but to have that, I mean. Okay, so this bottom line, this brother rides around with a car. uh, He rides around with a cow. In his backseat. Long story short, he rides around with an 800-pound cow. 
Okay. In his back seat. And this is why it's the weird news. Okay. I got one for you, too. My name was Annie. Annie. Okay, shout out to Annie the cow. I got one about a gecko while we're talking about animals. Oh, I love geckos. I got a gecko that butt dials a whole lot of folks. Is this the one on the commercial? No, this is a different gecko. This gecko is in Honolulu, and it was on the hospital phone at a monk seal hospital. So that's a seal, a monk seal uh, animal hospital for monk seals. The gecko kept climbing on the phone and uh, technically not butt dialing, but tail dialing, dialing all these numbers. It's a butt dial. I don't need to get technical. Yeah, it's like a butt dial. It's a butt dial. So the gecko is dialing all these numbers over and over, just hitting random numbers. And folk kept getting these calls wondering why is this animal hospital calling all these folks? Folks are getting these calls, nobody's answering because the gecko is the one calling. Obviously, he's not saying anything. So they were trying to find out why a bazillion, as they say, bazillion calls were made from this one line. That's a lot of calls. So somebody called the phone company and had a rep try to talk her through finding out what's wrong with this line. And they finally figured out it was a gecko that had climbed up on the phone and his tail was just hitting stuff. Uh, so he kept just butt dialing all uh, these people. Over and over. He knew what he was doing. I think he did. He should be ashamed of himself. So they said social media was delighted with the tale of the gecko and people making jokes and memes and whatnot. Of course, comparing it to the car insurance gecko for that company. I won't mention them because they don't pay us to mention them. But they they caught the gecko and put him out of the building. So he could stop. They kicked him out. out. They kicked him out. Come on, he was running up the phone bill. Well, if he's able to make those type of calls, why don't you put it? Why don't you? Why don't you pay the man and put him on something where he can what make? You gonna, what you gonna pay him in? Whatever they eat. Make them automated calls. Pay him in gecko food. Put him in automated calls. Calls where they automated where he. They can. said if there's a little gecko that helps us share the story of conservation, then it's a win-win situation. You probably hate to see that get uh, the, the gecko that always got famous on on the gecko. I said on. don't say their name. They're not paying us. Oh, sorry, sorry. So we can't advertise. For yeah. That's why he mad at it now. He like, why is he the only gecko getting get you know getting yeah getting popular? He's like, I'm he's trying to call people. I can I can I can call people. And y'all All he's doing is talk talk stuff on the commercial. Well, at least they didn't kill him. Okay. They they caught him and put him out. That's messed up that they put him out. They said, look, buddy, you got to get up off this phone. He had literally climbed up on top. They at least give him a warning or anything like that, or they just kicked him out. I don't know. They just told a brother you. Yeah. They told a brother you got to go. <laughs> To go. So that's the story of the gecko. Somebody better get that bag snatcher out of here. I tell you. <laughs> All right, we're going to go over to Papa Didi. What's your weird news tonight? Uh, it looks like a man wins a woman. He, the the, the, the um, prize for this contest was uh, you win your, your woman's weight in gold. You win your woman's weight in beer. In beer? In a wife carrying contest. What? Oh, gosh. So if you win the contest, whatever your, your I'm lady, confused. How does that work? whatever your lady weighs, they give you that much beer. Whoa! So if she weighs a buck fifty. You get hundred. What kind of contest is that? Pounds of beer. Fifty pounds. This is up in Maine, up up at the oh. top of the earth where nobody is. Up in New England. This is where they're, you know. Do you have to have the exact weight? 
Well, I'm he, surprised. He has to they put your wife it. on the scale. And, I mean, and explain man. how this contest works. Okay, baseball fan, baseball fall classic focuses on a um, American pastime. This is Maine, which is at the top of the north. And Maine Ski Resort has its own fall classic based on a uh, Finnish tradition come from Finland. More than 30 teams from Maine to California participate Saturday in a North American Wife Carrying Championship. All right. Oh, my goodness. Carry. Carry it. Hey, carry your wife. I wonder if it's like on the back or the event cradle. At or? the Sunday River Ski Resort featured male competitors com- uh, completing a 278-yard obstacle course while carrying a woman on their back. That's a Wife, y'all. girlfriend, whatever. That's almost three football fields. I say. Okay, the the legend behind <laughs> the legend behind the event is based on uh, Finland's uh, Raconian, the robber, whose gang was known for peddling villages and taking the women. Oh gosh. So they made it where they showed well, how they're they gonna steal your crap and your woman. Big yeah, gang. Take the woman big yeah. gang. Yeah. Jesse Wall and Christian Amadell won the event for their efforts. The South Pole couple. South Paris couple, excuse me, received received a uh, astonishing weight and beer prize. All right, which was tied five times her weight. So he gets beer five times the weight. Right, she wore 140 life. pounds. So he won uh, 500 gallons of beer. Oh boy! Basically. Yeah, pretty much. That's like 700 gallons of beer. It was the second win for this couple. Obviously, they're fat as I wonder if they just provide you with kegs, or how does that work? Yeah, 700 Oh, here go, here go, here go, uh, here go 10 kegs of beer. They actually yeah, won last year, so they won two, years in, two years in a row. Open up Two years in a row. Oh, Two God. years in a row. They won 500 gallons of beer each time. Now, where the hell do you get 500 gallons of beer? Where do you put know. it in? You keg them up. You keg them up, and they got a factor. I guess that's what you do. You got a factor, and then you put on a party. And he's like, hey, we're throwing this party, uh, free beer. Is this ten? Is this uh, uh, $15 entry? That's a you lot of beer. How do you drink? I mean, how long would it take oh, a normal person to uh, drink 500 I would, I would definitely create some type of parties where basically it's unlimited beer Yeah, for $20 Drink it till it's gone. You just drink it till it's gone, $20 a head because I ain't paying for it. How much beer is in a keg? I think it's a, you know, oh, no. I, I don't know that. And that's crazy because I think a whole keg of beer is at least, uh, I don't know how many gallons is in a keg. I don't know. It's got to be, question. is it 30? If anybody knows, I, give us a call. Yeah. 914-803-4306. I would love to. I, I would have to look it up, but I, because I'm not. How much beer is in a keg? I know it's, a, I know it's quite some gallons because. We can ask Alexa, Siri, Google. Yeah, that's Alexa. Yeah, we'll Alexa. have to find out. Maybe one of the listeners knows. All right, well, we'll keep it moving. Uh, we'll take a quick station ID break, and we're coming back with moi. And I'm just saying, be right back. You're listening to WPJP, Blog Talk Internet Radio in Washington, D.C.
All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa DD. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir, Papa DD, and, and Mr. Low. And Mr. Low. Hey, Mr. Low. Uh, Mr. I am, Low. I am coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen. No surprise. You need to open up your eyes. Uh, All right, with your PJs on. All right. Well, it's time for I'm just right. saying. And tonight, I want to talk about 45's woman, Miss Melania. Mm-hmm. I have spoken on her before because. Seems like she just keep on putting her foot in it. But tonight, my topic on 45 is, uh, girl, you sound as crazy as your husband. Now, this week, 45's wife, Melania, gave a TV interview called uh, Being Melania, where she said that women accusing somebody of sexual improprieties or sexual, you know, attacks or whatever need to have hard evidence before they make accusations. And I just want to ask her, how exactly should they go about doing that? Now, if somebody, and I don't care whether they're male or female, if somebody is sexually harassing you, are you supposed to try to get them to repeat it so you can record it? It's like, oh, you grab my butt, do it again, so I can get my phone out and record you doing it, so I can get proof. How are you supposed to go about doing that? Are you supposed to just have a camera and a mic on you every time you leave your house? Because you never know when some pervert's going to try to push up on you and act a fool. Is that the point? I'm just saying, Melania, you sound just as crazy as your husband. If victims of sexual abuse could provide what she calls hard proof, don't you think they would? It's not like people rape you and then give you a receipt. I mean, what was she thinking? Is she just trying to get on 45's good side on this topic while alienating all the victims of sexual abuse in the country, or for that matter, for the whole world? I'm just saying, Melania, girl, you sound as crazy as your husband. Maybe she thinks that people should get a camera and a microphone implanted somewhere in their body so that in the event of an attack, You'll have the hard proof that Melania and people who think like her think that you should have. I don't know. Even if you fight back and you report it, the police have been known to not be as sensitive as needed in cases of rape. Some victims feel like they're being raped all over again just by having to report it because of the way that they're treated. Or trying to pick the perpetrator from a lineup, for example. They make you feel like you're the one that committed a crime. It's emotionally draining, physically exhausting, and sometimes dehumanizing. So it's understandable that many victims choose to take a pass on going through all that. That's why sometimes they don't speak up right away. And then later, when they finally get the nerve up to tell somebody, then they have to hear people like Melania saying, well, where's your hard proof? I wonder if that's what her husband said to her When he was accused by all these other women, do you think when she confronted him, he said to her, where's your hard proof? And she said, well, I don't have any. So then he told her, well, go sit down. All these women who've been accusing him of various sexual assaults and of various types, how does she take all that? Does she say to her husband, uh, or does he say to her, brother, do you have proof? Where's your hard proof? She got no proof, so now you got to go shut up and sit down. That's not cool. I just wonder how does that work. 
So here's what I believe. I believe it's difficult to produce proof in many of these cases, but that does not mean that it didn't happen. If a sexual predator starts feeling like they can get away with all these crimes because the victim won't have proof, then we're about to take the lid off of a big box of trouble, what they call Pandora's box. If Melania feels that way, that's her prerogative. But I'm still saying, Melania, girl, you sound as crazy as your husband. That's all I'm going to say about it. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Going over to you, Papa Didi, living for the city. Mm. What you got for us tonight? You know, it's actually a touchy subject that you were just on. It's a very touchy subject. Because, you know, we have to also understand how light can you come on something? Mm-hmm. How easy can you report somebody? Let's look at what she made, if she met something of, if she's speaking on on a man's half behalf being falsely accused. I mean how how much how much shallow stuff can someone report or when somebody reports something so shallow without evidence that's tangible or you know, I mean hell no no fury like a woman's corn. Okay? Yeah. So being scorned for whatever reason, the repercussions of being scorned could be anything they want to present or put out there. I mean, I'm just speaking hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm not saying that what she's saying is so deep where, where if somebody's raped straight up, then that's that's the deal. Straight up. But when people just come out talking to hear themselves talk or want to talk because they want to be part of the Me Too movement or they want to make a statement or what have you, you know, know what you're talking about. You know, don't get beat down. Because people got, there's some good-ass lawyers out there and know that going in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anybody worthy yeah. of defending themselves is going to defend themselves. And it doesn't mean that they're making excuses for their actions or what have you. But if you know that you are falsely accusing somebody because you pissed off at them or they didn't get with you like you wanted them to get with them or, I mean, you know that this shit that goes on in dating game. I'm not speaking on a straight-up rape or a straight-up assault. A straight-up assault is a straight-up assault. A straight-up rape is a straight-up rape. I'm just saying some shit that went on during a date while people were dating and people were drinking and people were fucking around and one thing led to another and this went down, that went down, you didn't call her back in a couple of days and you know how this shit goes sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, she think he's a playboy. He didn't tap that ass oh, and called her it. back. You know what I mean? He didn't tap that ass, ain't called her back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm speaking. I'm, I'm not speaking on a. I'm not speaking on a stranger you met that then assaulted you or anything. I'm talking about when it gets deep inside that somebody knows. You know what I mean? People know somebody. Then they had sex with them a couple of times, mm. and all of a sudden they ain't called them back, mm. and they really liked this guy. And they told the girlfriends they met. He is the one. Girl. Yeah, yeah, he's the one. Yeah. He's the one. And like that that uh, commercial where they say one broke up with the other. Them little squirrels in the office saying such and such broke up with such and such. You know. But I'm I don't want to ramble. 
But I'm just saying the flip side of what you're saying, or she met that in another way. Let's try to give her the benefit of the doubt because she may have been talking about something a little more, you know, like I said, but a rape is a rape. An assault is an assault, cut and dry. But when people are pissed off because they got the dick and he didn't call back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother story. That's, that's yeah. all, that, we can ramble on that. Yeah, we can go on that. Right. I just want to put that out there. Cause, okay. You know. I'm not even going to. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to clarify. Well, no, I wasn't saying that. that to shut you down. No. I'm just saying that that's the kind of stuff that some men because go Because I do believe that there are people who have falsely accused people. And once that accusation Based is on being out there, you off, can't take it back. Can't take it back. Can't take and it now back. the man is guilty to proven but, innocent. But the but the problem is that because in most cases you don't have proof. But Unlike every, Monica Lewinsky, but every who case has its own uniqueness. Though. Most of the time, yeah, yeah. you don't have yeah. it. Every case it. has its own See, uniqueness. And, and it showed uh, in the uh, and a lot of times. When you're a human being and everything like that, there's certain emotions and everything you get. And when you listen and look to a per- look at a person, you'll see, you'll see the difference of like uh, the emotion, the uh, facial expressions uh, when they're asked certain things or certain subjects. There's a certain it, it, it's any real person. It's just like in anything, whether it's music or anything like that, you get the vibe. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, I'm not going to bring up whatever the hearing was with the guy. Uh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh and all that, but you get the vibe when, like, when I was looking at it, and not to even pull, bring that up, but it was just that, for example, when I was looking at the girl and everything like that, um, Dr. Uh, Ford? Dr. Ford, when I was watching her, I could be, I don't know nothing about Dr. Ford. I don't know nothing about Kavanaugh. I don't know nothing about none of them. When I watched it fully, and I and I gave, I you know, I went to watch her and watch him. I watched her, in my opinion, I just said, wow, she's really putting it out there. This is in her heart what she believes. This is in her heart what happened, and I think she's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, when I saw him, it was like, oh, he's embarrassed. Yeah. He's angry. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't himself. want to admit to the truth that happened. But he wants to be overly angry to 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 disguise the the events that actually was facts. Mm-hmm. And now you want to dis, you know distort everything that's going on because I saw it and I I mean I'm telling you the first time I watched it, I'm watching it and I'm like I'm I'm watching it live too. So I'm watching the lady, I say. I say, wow. Well, yeah, her hey, perception she, is very perceptive. I say, look. Yeah. I say, look. She she didn't she didn't try to, like, and I'm looking for everything. She didn't try to duck any questions. She didn't try yeah. to maneuver her way she through the all, answer. She it all face she, she, head she, on. She even asked for confirmation on certain things that she needs to have clarification for. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was there like, whoa, whoa, yeah. Oh, is this okay to say? Oh, uh, well, I just want to make sure I'm doing everything right. Yeah, what was the question? Because I want to be exactly I for be sure. I want to be as accurate as possible, this and that. I'm not going to lie about this. I know I don't remember everything this specific. I don't know what painting was doing on the wall, and I don't know what music was playing at the time. I don't know what kind of Nikes they had on and everything like that. But I'll tell you this. I know for sure uh, that this guy assaulted me. Right. And this he is had, the guy, this the guy that had his hands on my throat. 
and, and and if I didn't have my bathing suit on and I had some mini skirt on with no with, with, with some little panties, I would I would I he would have put it in me. Yeah, that was very. Yeah. Com- that it was, was very. Be- like, I I believed everything. That was very compelling because if you know, uh, if you know, you know. I believed it all. Right, because you if know she didn't when have she a said the one piece on baby and multi layers. Right. If she had right. on just a regular dress or a skirt, and you know, he would have pulled it inside and put it in. Accessible. As a man, as a man, it was too much work. As a man trying to get to the as a man trying to get to the tender trap. That that easy access was blocked. Oh, he needed it. It was blocked. He thought it was there, and, but he picked the wrong one. And he was too drunk to know what the hell was going on. Why he wasn't feeling no, you know, no, 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 no tenderloins. He's like, uh-huh. what the hell's going on? Yeah, yeah. Sure. He yeah. probably thought he was one of the barbershops. It was too much to take off. Those bathing suits are tight. Tight. You gotta yeah. you gotta either rip those to the side or you gotta pull them off. But it's a onesie. Damn. It's a onesie. I tell you. So um, you can't. What you gonna do? Mr. Either you Miller gotta. Up on it, boy. You ain't got no scissors. Right now. Either you gotta pull it to the side with strength, or you gotta have to pull it from the top. And that, mm. he already is trying to later. He he already is trying to pull her down. Mr. Lowe knows his shit. Cover the mouth. Yeah. I mean, you can't do it all at once. The other guy just laughing and you. Especially when you're drunk. Yeah. You right. you you already and he's not just drunk. He's lit. Yeah. He's lit. Yeah, he was. And this is, I mean, I mean, yeah, he some, knew it. He knew it to say, too. To say some shit. Oh, and he got angry. Oh, because he knew everything that he had perpetrated for a lot of years uh, had come full circle. So you only cared about the church. The chicken that came you home. You only cared about the church in your in your in your in your school. The virgin. Yeah. You, you ain't had sex. You ain't had sex, and you was wrong. Somebody, I'll call her on the line. Almost. Uh-oh. We gonna switch to caller. See what the caller has to say about. Caller, welcome to the show. Caller. We hear you. Go right ahead with yes. your comment. Yes. How y'all hey, doing? Caller. Hey, caller. Okay. How are you? Can, can, can y'all leave my people alone, please? Can y'all leave them alone? Can y'all leave them alone? <laughs> Who's your people now? Calvin, all of them, leave them alone, okay? Leave them alone. Hey. <laughs> Who you like this week? You we want to like Trump, like Kanye? Who you like, like this like, week? Like, okay, like, once one of y'all said, it's a shame to me. Well, it was true, but when you look at the testimonies, it was true, but the shameful part of it is that she had to wait all these years and watch that man develop from a circuit court judge on a long list, get to a short list, to bust him like that. She watched that I man. agree. Well, 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 I'll tell, well, I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell you this. I ain't going to say that she waited... Until he got, because she could have been one after him. She could have been one. Well, after she knew him. he was going. She she did say something way before he got on that. Uh, that once he yeah, once he was circuit. on the circuit court as one of the before the show list. She did. That's when that's when the whole. Uh, she put out her thing as a. She didn't want a, a secret. She you know she didn't want to say this and that. She just wanted to make it apparent that hey, this is what happened to me and one of the guys that's even a, a prospect. She did it when he was a prospect, not when he was on the, uh, yeah. you know, the shortlist. Yeah, he wasn't a nominee then. He was. He, she, he, she did no, it when he was a prospect. She watched him on a long list. Then when he was with the Bush administration, he got on a short list. The list got shorter. She watched him closely. Yeah. Yeah. She watched him. She watched him closely. Right. Okay. Then she but said, you also got to think about. Time to go after him. 
Yeah. Well, because he was going for a, a job that was a, a life job for life. Yeah, this is this is a job yeah. for life. So he was a, trying to block, you know. This just, is the highest. Just like uh, Anita, yeah. Anita, what's her name? Anita Hill, Anita Baker. Yeah, Anita Hill. Yeah. Anita yeah. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Not Anita Baker. <laughs> All right, Anita Hill. <laughs> oh, oh, one more question. Have y'all done the uh, kissing list yet? Not yet. No. You want to put somebody okay, on? Well, I guess someone. I I I don't know the latest name, but she's in in Georgia, a white lady. I want to put her on that list for something she done. Is this the lady that was stuff. messing with the guy babysitting the white kids? Yes. Please put her on the top of the list, beside the list. Let's yeah. one put her at. Cause don't make no sense. Yeah, we got. Yeah, it. she followed him in the car. Followed him in the Walmart. Yeah, I got her. Him in the Walmart and everything like that. Yeah. Get, I mean. Yeah, we would definitely put her on the list. His, as far as she's concerned, that black man need to be 100 feet away from all white she, kids. She said they don't lock their bag, snatch her up. Yeah, we got her. <laughs> yeah, we got her. Okay. <laughs> That's of a course. crazy lady, but we got her. <laughs> all right, Carla, thanks for hanging with us. Okay, then. Appreciate the call. All right. All right, all right Mr. Lowe, we're going to head on out yeah, to the West on. Coast. Let's hit the Hollywood yeah. wrap-up. What's going on in Hollywood? Oh, we just got a couple things. We ain't going to take too much of your time. You know, I'm just trying to put it on your mind. That's all. All right. What uh, you got? We got a couple of people. We got, uh, we got, uh, Bernie Troyer, Scarlett Johansson, Nicole Kidman, and we got Ryan Coogler. Uh, real quick with, uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, he was reportedly set to write and direct Black Panther the sequel and everything like that. So um, right now, yeah, he's a filmmaker. He had reached an agreement to write and direct a sequel to the 2018, uh, the blockbuster of Black Panther, Black Panther and everything. Wakanda forever. The, uh, yeah, yeah, Wakanda. You know, according to the Hollywood Reporter and everything. Um, uh, you gotta hit the I mean, when you say that. Yeah, yeah I know. Wakanda forever. That's a fact. Oh, it's, it's two. It's uh, you gotta hit. Oh both yeah, hands. both hands. Yeah, it's it's Wakanda hands. forever. Yeah, you did it pretty good then. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this was um, you know, of course, this is the highest domestic gross in film ever. I mean, earning just over seven hundred million in the U.S. and uh, worldwide one point three billion. I mean, it it was crazy. And then the biggest thing was that it was uh, redefining the merits of black led films for mainstream audiences and. It was uh, it was predominantly black cat, you know, um, and it uh, wasn't just big with the fans at the box office, but it achieved critical acclaim. It landed a certified fresh 97% of Rotten Tomatoes, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, it, this this was a this was a big thing. It started mostly a black cast, also struck a cultural chord, by you know uh, by redefining the merits of black led films, but. I mean, you know, it's a big thing. Also, Kugler was one of the guys who, uh, he rose to his prominence because, I don't know if y'all know, but he, uh, he kind of directed a film in 2015, uh, Creed. And if anybody knows, okay. you know, I grew up on Rocky and everything like that, and I, I love me some Rocky, you know, and to keep it going, when he came out with Creed, you know, that was, that was different, you know. Supposed that was, to be a Creed too coming. Yeah, up. that that was different, you know, featuring Michael B. Jordan, and he's definitely a rising star who came on the, you know, he was actually, you know, Eric Killmonger in the Black Panther, but he's been he's been a star, okay. you know. Um, they don't have any uh, release or any date on on the sequel and everything like that, but definitely they think about maybe late 2019 or 2020. Uh, other than that, we also got uh, Brene Troyer's death. It was ruled as a suicide in Hollywood. You know, uh, 
the corner said that uh, now this is my guy. This is uh, yeah, yeah. Some of the people who are either young or old, y'all may not know know his name, but this was the guy. You know, this is Mini Me. This is him. Oh, the guy, Mini Me, Austin Powers, the pinky to the mouth. Yeah, you got to put everything like that, that Mini. Yo, are you kidding me? This is a live. This well, I can't say that. This was a. Well, this was. was a this was a legend. This was a legend. You gotta dare to be great sometimes, and and he dared to take it to that power. You know, uh, they ruled his death as a suicide. He died. He died, man. He played many me, and you know, they say he battled alcoholism, and oh, he actually died at age forty nine. Forty nine. God bless him. He died in April. He died in April. Um. You know, he was born with dwarfism and everything like that, so uh, his maximum height stopped him. Uh, at, at, uh, he, 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 he only grew to a maximum of two feet and eight inches. Wow. So, uh... was a mini-me. Yeah, he was a mini-me. But he was the greatest mini-me of all time. Okay. He'll always be known as mini-me, you know. I just poured out... Y'all didn't even see it. I just poured out, like... Like an ounce and a half of a Hennessy, you know, and everything like that. Pouring libation. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, I love me so many me. Uh, okay. But, uh, you know, he spent the final three weeks of his life in the hospital, you know, uh, down in L.A. Uh, for his alcohol intoxication. We don't want to put too much uh, bad things on his life and everything like that. But after the autopsy and everything like that, the uh, medical examiner, Corner said that he died on uh, actually the 21st of April uh, from the effects of alcohol. So, uh, you know, uh, alcohol can can be a bad thing when you abuse it. Uh, when you over abuse it, uh, that was pretty much the, the the reason why you know that was a, that, that was a, that was that was the cause and effect of uh, wow. alcohol and everything like that. Uh, That's sad. Yeah, another person in Hollywood, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, Land fifteen million dollars. Uh, paid aid for the Black Widow movie. We got a new Black Widow movie that's coming out. Um, she, uh, they also appeared in uh, six movies as Black Widow. Uh, it's finally landing fifteen dollars. Uh, fifteen million. Fifteen million for the upcoming standalone film. This is a uh, well. Marvel's doing their thing. Marvel got a lot of things going on. I love, I love how they really, you know. Besides the cartoons, they 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 they're really involving yeah, human beings. Yeah, live action superheroes. Yeah, and it takes a lot because you have to have the right special effects just to make it entertaining. Because we want we don't want to see nothing nothing crazy. We wanted to look, you know, even even though it's fake, we was we still wanted to look believable. I like I love to inspire people to think that they can have actual real powers. I like that. There's been times that I thought that maybe I can have real powers and. Uh, you know, pretty much long story short, uh, she does a couple movies and they try to compare it to where Robert Downey did the Iron Man and all these other, pretty much all these other Marvel movies and they're trying to compare the payments and everything like that and what talent creates this and what talent creates that and what deserves this amount of money, this amount of millions and so forth and so on. So we got that going on. So stay tuned to the Black Widow. And, um, the last thing, just to make sure I'm not missing anything, we got, uh, Nicole Kidman. Um, they announced uh, this is a multi-award winning actress known for her fearlessness and intelligence. Uh, she will receive the Hollywood Career Achievement Award uh, okay. at the 22nd Annual Hollywood Film Awards, so stay tuned to that. 
Her selection for this award is a tribute to the versatility of her performances over the years. So this is something that's been built up with characters as diverse and extraordinary as an inspiring television personality with a dark motive in Gus Van. Oh, Goose fan, Hi, however you want to pronounce that there. Uh, All right. Well, shout out to Nicole. Yeah. She's being recognized for her career-long support uh, of independent filmmakers and everything like that, especially for the women, it's particularly for the women and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, the last year's Big Little Lives, that was a big thing that she did. That was a phenomenon. And uh, that entered not only the cultural but the social stratosphere. So, big things. But that's just for the Hollywood wrap-up. Okay. A couple of things Thank going on in Hollywood. Us. So, look, we're running short on time. Uh, the cocktail of the week, Mr. Lowe, you have it. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, God. Now you I tell you it. what, since we're running out of time, let's just tell the folks what it is. We won't go to the recipe. But post it on our website. Get your money ready. What's this is called? the millionaire. Okay. Say, this is the millionaire. All right. So not the billion. Not, not the thousand. Out what's in a millionaire? Not the thousand. Not the hundred there. Not the, this is the millionaire. Tomorrow, check out apajamaparty.com. Click on Cocktail of the Week, and you can find out what's in a millionaire. Oh, dirty. But it's good. All right, Papa Didi, what's the kiss it list? Just listen when we put them down. I'm sorry, what? When we put them down. You got to put them down. Okay. So who's on the kiss it list this week? We got Kanye. Kanye! You got the kiss it, baby. Yeah, the Department of Defense. For passing out all those immigrants. We got Jim Brown for sitting there not saying no. Oh, damn. Yeah. We got to talk about it. We got that nosy lady that harassed Corey Lewis for babysitting while black. Mm-hmm. And we got that Sheriff Ricky Roberts uh, for putting those Nike shirts on the inmates. Put them all in there. Also, the guy that was pulled out his shotgun shooting at the black oh, kid yeah. that was just yeah. looking for direction. That was tragic. Put him on the kiss it list. He was looking for direction. He didn't have he didn't have a gun. If he would have shot that gun. He didn't have uh He actually shot that gun. He pulled a shotgun. If that kid didn't run, he would have probably been dead. Yeah. Anyway, we got something special for everybody on the kissing list. Here it is. Kiss my in Didi here with Redbine. Bonsoir. And Dr. Lowe. Hey, oh, Dr. Lowe. Sometimes you got to get surgical because when you're breaking down some mm. of these things here, mm-hmm. you got to tell them what they need to know, not what they want to hear. You understand what I'm saying? All right. Well, it's time for the last word. So, Papa Didi, what's your last word? Uh, my last word is um, I just want uh, Michelle Obama's folk on the, on the boys a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, no, no disrespect. 
she's a nice lady. She meant a lot. Her and her husband really did great things. But stay off that, that girl power so we need, much. We need more black. Kid, kid power. Bring them boys in. All right. Mr. Lowe, what's your last word? Well, you know, I always like to, um, now, a lot of times I do this for free, but, you know, I just like to leave uh, everybody with a million dollars worth of game. But uh, I give it to you for free because this is what you need, you know. Um, don't be a little boy with a spoon walking around looking for a bowl of soup, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, we got to do what we got to do. And uh, as I always say, just because you got a pair of sandals, don't mean you can walk the beach. This is the Low Dog coming to you live, coming, you know, uh, ain't no surprise. You better open up your eyes. I'll holler at you the next time that I get to holler at you, you understand? Okay, and this is uh, Red Bond, Gisui Van Rouge, and my last word is, I'm not mad at Michelle for all the girl power and everybody else who's behind the effort. Power to the females. That's all I'm saying. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to everybody in Florida who were uh, affected by Hurricane Michael. I hope everybody is safe and, you know, you can recoup what you lost. It is what it is. But hopefully you all can band together and pull it back in order. So shout out to you guys. And until next Friday night when we do it again live on the Pajama Party Show, we're signing off. Say goodnight, Papa. Goodnight. Say goodnight, Mr. Love. Deuces, baby. This is Red Wine saying goodnight. Goodnight, See you next Friday night. Yeah. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Aravadanti, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put some of us today. Put some of us today. Party crew.